Last week we talked about the blind man being healed. And we were sitting there and we were talking about how Jesus spit in the guy's eyes. But he didn't spit in his eyes. He took his saliva and he placed it in the ground and he used the mud and stirred it up around with his finger and he placed it on his eyes and he healed him. He told him to wash his eyes. He told him that, you know, go down there to the pool and wash out your eyes. He was in the pools of Siloam uh, and, and he washed it. And so he went and washed his eyes and he received sight. And so we talked about Siloam being that the Hezekiah had a tunnel cut through that solid rock to transport that water from Gion. And, uh, you know, it was the virgin's fountain. And so it was, into the, it was in the city of Jerusalem, the pool, the pool there. In Second Kings, you'll find it in chapter 20, verse 20, and also Second Chronicles 32, verse 30. But John was emphasizing that, that, that the name Siloam means sent because Jesus was sent to restore the vision in the blind to the spiritual dead people. Not only spiritually, but everything that pe- Jesus did was done symbolically to prove that he was the Messiah. And so we were in here in John, in John chapter 9 and we left off in John chapter 9 and and the blind man basically was trying to tell people that Jesus healed him and that he, re- he restored his sight. And he was a beggar and he sat there in front of the synagogue begging for money. And people would see this guy every single day, man. And they were like, it's almost like when you get in your car, you see the same beggar on the freeway begging for money. This was the same kind of setup. Only Jesus took this guy and he, and he sent him to the pool and he washed his eyes and he, was, and, he was, and he was able to see. And so this is where we see God... The proof that not only Jesus, how he wants to fulfill the law with his love, but the fact that if we don't have Jesus, we can't see what's in front of us and we can't see where he wants us to be. So, Father, we thank you for this day, Lord, and we ask that your Holy Spirit teach us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we we, we see how Jesus is restoring the blind and he's, you know, and his parents now, this blind man is going to face the Pharisees and he's going to face the Sanhedrin uh, council, basically the Jewish leaders, and he's going to go up against them and he's going to talk to them and they're going to ask him, how did this, did, did, did your eyes get healed? And so, I mean, these guys are, they're laughing to themselves. They're thinking, you know, we want to see the parents. We we want to talk to the parents. Were you guys playing games your whole life? I mean, was this is this guy a gypsy? I mean, is he? I mean, they're wondering how this guy really could see. And it's crazy because this blind man is about ready to be put out of the synagogues because all he did was was got his eyes restored. And he's telling these Pharisees and these uh, Sadducees and he's telling these uh, Jewish leaders. That there's only one way. I mean, you guys don't get it. I mean, he, he's your guy. I don't know how he did it, but he—I don't know. I mean, no, they're—they're—they're they're, they're asking him. And so, in, in 
You know, and he basically is telling them, I didn't do it. Don't blame it on me. And so they want to see the parents. And we see in verse 25 where he says, He answered and said, Whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, and now I can see. (laughs) And we become blind. We become blind when we don't get our eyes on Jesus. We become blind when we think that we can do it on our own. We become blind when we don't pray about the things that we want in this life. You ever stop and ask yourself, it's not working out for me. This job ain't working out for me. This relationship isn't working out for me. Did you ever pray about it? Well, I'm in it now. Well, you're in it now for the long long run. But Jesus is saying not to quit. He's saying don't quit in life. Don't quit on your on your marriage. If you don't love your wife, learn to love her. If you don't love your husband, learn to love him. That's the qualities of marriage. Going through it, struggling, understanding one another. I always tell young people, you know, when they want to get married, oh, we want to get married real fast. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Why not? Why not? Well, I want you guys to... to I mean, you, you understand what it really means to be a, a couple. I'm not saying to go fornicate, but I'm saying go get counseling. Get premarital counseling. Don't just jump into the shotgun wedding and ju- go to fly to Vegas and or drive to Vegas and, and there you go and you're done. No, get counseling. Read your Bible. Talk to a pastor. Get get your eyes on Jesus for a while. Learn what it means to be uh, have a relationship. You know, puke on each other. Yeah, what do you mean? That's disgusting. I mean, if your wife is sick when you're married, what are you going to do, man, when she's vomiting on the floor? Are you going to leave her in her vomit? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, oh, I can't touch it. Oh, uh, just put the towel on it and walk away. No. And sickness and health, it's everything, man. You're thinking, what does this vomit have to do with this, you know, message? You know, Jesus isn't vomit. He's he's a he's a loving God, a forgiving God, a just God. He's a he's a a perfect God. He was one hundred percent human and one hundred percent God. But he came to be glorified. He doesn't want no man to have the glory. He wants the glory. And so they again, you know, they called this guy up, these Pharisees, and they're saying, "How did you get healed, man? Who restored your vision? We want to know how." And so we left off on 23 where he's talking about, and therefore, therefore his parents said, well, he's of age, ask him yourself. <laughs> there goes the persecution, man. The parents are standing before the Sanhedrin, the council, the Jewish chambers, and they're asking the man in verse 24. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. Okay, now watch this. It gets interesting. You know, verse 25 says, he answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know one thing. One thing I know is that though I was blind, now I can see. Verse 26 says, then they said to him again, what did he do to to you? How did he open your eyes? And, And the blind man sitting there. And I mean, what do you say to him? Yeah, the guy came up, man, Jesus. 
And he just, you know, hurled up a loogie and spit it in my eyes. I mean, think about this. Jesus is stooping down on the ground and he spits in the mud, in the dirt. Takes his finger and he makes mud out of it. Spit. Then he said to him again, listen to this. Listen to this. This is amazing. I mean, God has taken saliva to heal us, to heal this man. And he's not even asking for a donation. <laughs> That's the radical part. He's saying, look, show the world what I could do for you. He did this so he could be glorified, that his deity could be shown to the world. And that Jesus is the author and the finisher of life. And that no matter what you, yeah, you podcast listeners are going through, Jesus can fix it. Well, you don't understand. Yes, he does. I don't, but he does. And so the the blind man, I'm sorry, I should say not blind, but he can see now, man, he's sitting there in verse 27 and he says, he answered them and he said, I told you already and you didn't listen. You did not listen. Listen. You always hear me preach. I say, listen, because listening is the trick. Listen, observe it, interpret what the Bible is saying and apply it to your life. Watch. Why do you want to hear it again, he's saying. Why do you want to hear it again, man? Can't you see? Look, can't you see? <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's simple. People can't believe how easy it is when we receive Jesus Christ. People work their butt off to, to try to get God in their life. They get on bicycles. They, they pay big money to churches. They donate money. They donate. You should tithe. Yeah, I'm not saying not to tithe. Tithe your 10% like the Bible says. Whether it's abundantly out of your heart is what God wants. Not like, like Jesus told the widow. And the, remember she had the, the, a mite in her hand. And Jesus said she gave more money to me because she gave abundantly out of her heart. Listen. Give to your local churches. Yes. Abundantly out of your heart. Not what the pastor says to give, but what God says to give. God doesn't want it. He wants a cheerful giver. And please don't give to this program. There's no donate button here. And it's for a reason. <laughs> it's for free. <laughs> I'm not a church. It's a, this is a, a podcast for you listeners to enjoy God's word and, and be blessed by what God has to do in your life. Listen, we're, listen, we're taking the Bible apart, verse by verse, and we're... And we're, and we're, and we're we're feeding it to you slowly so you can get the message and understand that you can read the Bible and Christ, the Holy Spirit, can guide you. Listen to this. Verse 27, and he answered, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you not listen? He says, do you also want to become his disciples? Now he's really making them mad. <laughs> he's like, of course they don't want to be his disciples. They're Judaizers. They're stuck in Judaism. They're not going to... They don't want to be his disciple. They want to hang him. But he's getting frustrated. The blind man's now getting frustrated because he could see and they don't believe him. Don't you see the argument here? Don't you see it? Just being there, being the light, being his vision restored is showing that God is powerful. 
God wants to take your life right now. Whatever you may be, 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 be I'm not Porky the Pig here. Be, 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 be. Whatever you may be blinded, Jesus wants to take it away. Whatever you're blinded, He wants to remove that blindness. And He wants to replace it with a life of Him. He wants to take that out. And he's taken it out of this guy's eyes. And he's done it for a reason. And they, then they reviled him and said, You're his disciple, but we are of Moses' disciple. And verse 29 says, We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he's from. Now they're trying to say that Moses has more power. But, but see, that's the Old Testament, the law. Jesus came to fulfill the law with his love. And verse 30 says, The man answered and said to them, Why? Why? This is a marvelous thing. That, that you do not know where he is from, yet he's opened my eyes. It's funny, you don't, you don't know where he's from. This is your, your place, but, but he's opening my eyes. You don't even know this guy? Are you kidding me? This guy healed me and you can't even acknowledge that? Are you serious? And you want to go back to the old law, which is Moses, and be stuck in the law and be working your way to heaven? That's what he's trying to say. And verse 31 says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Let's focus on that. Verse 31. Listen. Ready? Observation. Interpretation and apply it. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Now we know, we, more than one person, know that God does not hear sinners. He's not going to listen to you when you're living in a life of sin. He may hear you, but he, may, but he doesn't have to respond to you. So if you're if you're if you're if you're sinning against God and you're not and you're not walking in his ways, he don't have to he doesn't have to hear you. He God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him and that's your blessing. You see that? That's your spiritual blessing. You 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 want to hear God then follow him. In verse 32 since since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do nothing. There's your proof right there. There's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. This time the proof is in the spit and it's in the mud. And there we have the proof. There we have Jesus. There we have the blind man. And there we have today's message where the fact is, are you blind right now? Are you spiritually blind right now? Are you tired of living the life that you live? Are you tired of denying the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Are you tired of being um, stuck in the same situation that you've been stuck in the last 20 years? Whether it be a nasty marriage or a nasty relationship with your parents or your friends? Are you tired of living outside of the will of Jesus? Because if you are, you're blind. And Jesus said, I can make you whole again. And believe it or not, he doesn't need spit to do it. It's called prayer. It's called, Lord Jesus, remove the blinders from my eyes. Israel is blind. Not all of Israel. Very wonderful nation. Very blessed nation. Without the Jews, Christians wouldn't be here. Never forget that. But know that Jesus Christ was a Jew, and he is a Hebrew, and he came from the line of Judah. He came. Matthew chapter one says the whole genealogy, and picks up in in uh, in, in the book of Ruth also. 
in the last chapter. And so we see the kingdomship, we see the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, reaching his hand out right now to you saying, I am your God. Do you want to be healed of the habitual sin that you're living in? Jesus said, I can't hear you if you're living in a habitual sin. Are you living in a habitual lifestyle? But Jesus is saying this. Take my hand. I don't need to spit in you. I've left my words. And the, and the Bible says in John, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. Okay? It dwelt among us in the flesh. It doesn't say was a God. It says is God. The word is God. And it's alive. It's living. And Jesus is alive. And the word of God is real. You open it, you're blessed. You read it. Verse 31 says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, habitual sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. This guy was born blind. And when you're born a sinner, don't you see? The, 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 don't you see it? The man was blind. He was born blind. Don't you see what we are? We were born sinners. We came out of our, our mother's wombs. Sinners. We're spiritually born blind. And Jesus is saying, listen, I can fix you. This, this miracle that was done, believers, please listen to me. Write this down. We were born sinners. We were born spiritually blind. Jesus came and healed the blind man to show you that we can be born again and set free from the spiritual blindness that we have from when we came out of our mother's womb. That's why Nicodemus asked Jesus, how was a man born again? It's spiritual birth. And this is a, 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 a this is just a, a story of what God wants to do in your life. He wants to unblind you and unchange you and make you new. He wants to open your eyes. So the blind man's trying to tell these guys, are you stupid? Look, I was born blind, dummies. <laughs> you don't see it. <laughs> you know, he's laughing. I mean, I'd be laughing too. I mean, look, imagine that. I mean, you're blind. You're looking around, man. Whoa, whoa, check it out. There goes a bird. It's like, Wow. You're blind and you're, you're looking at people. And you're like, I think Jesus chose the blind man because he's never seen. And then he opens his eyes and he sees these big guys with big beards and stroking their beards. Yeah, how can you be blind? And he's looking at them like they're crazy. He's thinking, dude, have you ever seen Jesus? Go look at him, man. You, you know who he, Hey, you've seen this guy longer than I've seen him, but yet he's healed me and look at you. Are you guys crazy? I mean, I don't even think he wanted to be there that long. He wanted to go out and see the see Israel. That's what everyone should do. Go there. It, it's beautiful. You know, I mean, check it out. He wanted to go check it out, man. Listen to this. It's exciting, man. And, and you go to church and you hear messages and they're like, Oh, praise the Lord. No, man, this is Jesus, dude. This isn't some uh, picnic. This is the man was blind. Jesus picked the blind man and he healed him. So the guy, I mean, this is, this is, this is the proof. 
In verse 34, they answered and said to him, you're completely born in sins. Yeah, dude, my family, see, we're not, I wasn't born blind because of my family. Listen to this. Back in the day, so you know this mess, so you know this verse, it relates to Judaism, the law. They believe that if you were born like uh, disfigured or you had like six fingers, that your dad was a sinner before you and that you inherited sin. This is a Pharisee lie. So they're trying to tell him, oh, you were born a sinner because, because your forefathers sinned. And that's why when your mom gave birth to you, 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 you became blind. You see? God's punished you. Nah, dude. He's like, bro, that guy outside just spit in my eyes, bro. Are you kidding me? Watch this. They answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins. And are you teaching us? And they casted him out. They don't hear it. That's it. That's it. Get him out of here. We can't say anything anymore. He's got us. He's got us bent over the barrel here, man. He's convinced. Oh, get him out of here. He's starting to convince us that Jesus is the Messiah. Hurry up. Get rid of him. Verse 34 says, And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? I don't believe Jesus yelled. You know, you see these preachers on the pulpit today. Ah, 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 screaming at you. It's like, dude, calm down. You're spitting on me, bro. I'm right here. Okay? Calm down. Let's just calm down. Look, let's breathe. <sighs> One, two, three. Breathe. Cool. Look, I don't believe Jesus did that. I don't believe Jesus said, You believe in the Son of God? Dude, there's no way, man. Jesus heard that they cast him out and felt felt sorry for him. Watch. I believe that Jesus, when he found the guy, he was probably sitting there just looking at the ground, just tripping out like, wow. Wow, this guy is like a trip. Spit, mud, dirt, the pool, washed it off. Think about it. The dude was exercising his faith by washing the spit out of his eyes. I believe that Jesus touched this guy's eyes so much where not only did he touch his eyes, but remember the, remember when Peter cut that guy's ear off? Get away from my Lord! You're not gonna, he's not going to die! Wham! And he cuts the guy's ear off and Jesus grabs it and puts it back on the, on, on the guy's, the, the soldier's ear on his head. And he tells Peter, those who live by the sword shall die by the sword. It's true. They all die. Everybody dies by violence. You, you practice violence, you get it. That's why Jesus was all about peace. He, he was a hippie too. Look at his hair. But but he was a, but he didn't smoke pot. Don't worry. I know that. I know you're gonna say I'm gonna get an email. I, Pastor Joseph was. I got one of those last week. Since CBDs and can we you know can we smoke some pot too? I mean you know Jesus was a hippie. You know let's get off the hippie scene. Let's get back to the message. Listen. I believe when Jesus touched the guy, he put his ear back on him. He said, those who would live by the sword will die by the sword. And he filled him with so much love that he just looked at Jesus and he fell to the ground. And that's what Jesus did for me. I received Jesus years ago. I was blind like this man. And a woman came to me. She said, would you like to receive Jesus? She put her hands on me and prayed. I said, yes. I received it. Him, Jesus. I received him. It wasn't until 
a while later, I, I, was, I got on my knees and God revealed to me His love. His love touched me so deep that I couldn't even sleep. I was up all night and it was raining. I was sick. I was tired. She left me with a little Bible, a little Gideon Bible. Man, what am I going to do with this? Read it. And I began to grow. I began to grow. And so, verse 35 says, Jesus heard that they had casted him out, and when he had found him, he didn't scream at him. He said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord? Right there, Lord. He called him Lord. He knew it because he touched him. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he. Who is talking with you? Wow. For all you Jehovah Witnesses, eat that one, man. That's a hard one to swallow. He just proved he claimed to be God right there. Then he said, Lord, I believe. There it is. I believe. Then he received. He believed and he received his sight and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, for judgment I have come into the world. Wow, now he's declaring, who can judge? Nobody, not even us. God can. Now he's claiming to be God. Judgment, I have come into the world that those who do not see may see and that those who see may be made blind. We know nothing else but Jesus. Jesus knows everything. Verse 40 says, And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, We are blind also. Wow. Wow, they admitted it. They just admitted it. Listen, they admitted it. Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sins remain. Listen, as the light of the world, Jesus came that the blind might see and that those who think they can see will be made blind. Wow. Jesus journeyed to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. And all these events, and he's sitting there, and he's talking to these people, and he's telling them, I can heal you. Do you want to have me in your life? I am Jesus Christ. I am God. I don't play games. Are you hurting? Are you tired of waking up with the same life, same day, same routine? Making money for other people. It's never enough. Seems like never enough. It's never enough. It's never going to be enough. They'll suck the life out of you. Until you have no more. Then they'll trample on you. We got to make a decision. A real decision. This guy was... Listen to me. Listen, next week we're going to talk about how Jesus in chapter 10 is a good shepherd. But listen, this guy was blind. He was blind. And Jesus healed him for a reason. He gave him a reason to come to him. Has he given you a chance? Has he gotten you out of trouble? Has he been there for you? You know he has. And you know he will because he is faithful to us even when we are not. And that is what makes him God and that's what makes us followers. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. In John chapter 10, we're going to see that there's no other way through that door but through Jesus Christ because Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and there's no other way through the Father but through me. You can't jump over that fence the wrong way. 
There's only one fence. There's only one gate. And that gate, when it opens, I am the only way, the truth, and the life. Jesus has given the blind man a chance. And the blind man said, I want it. I want to receive you, Jesus. I want to believe in you. And he believed. And Jesus told him, I judge all things. And he said, I'm with you, Jesus. That blind man walked away with more than just love. He walked away with a testimony. Do you have a testimony? Jesus is telling you right now, share your testimony. You may think, how do I get around and tell people about Jesus? Tell them your testimony. You were blind, but you seen or you heard a message and Jesus woke you up to a podcast or you went through a situation in life and Jesus helped you. You went to prison, you came out. You're in prison, you're out. You're in prison, you're doing time, you're a foot soldier, you're doing burpees for Jesus, you're on the you're on the cell, you're you're on bunk status saying, Lord, what do I do? Do I get into the politics or do I fall in love with you? This is your choice. You make it. But whatever you do, you take it to heart. Because Jesus is in love with you. And he wants to know you. And he wants to grow you. And that's what growing in his word is about. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for the time that you've given us and the direction you're going to point us, Father. Lord, we pray right now that you be blessed in everything we do, touch, see, taste, eat, whether it's hummus, falafels, pizza, Mexican food, Lord, it's all for you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We want to, we want to be with you, Lord. Grow us. Teach us. Raise us up. To bless people that don't know you. It's about souls. It's about souls. Winning souls for your glory and us getting the crown when we go to heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. God bless you guys in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to next week. Next week in Growing in His Word is going to talk. We're going to talk about the Good Shepherd. Jesus chapter 10. Wow, we made some 10 chapters. Uh, the podcast is everywhere. iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on it. It's all there, man. We're on every station in America and in the world. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.